and welcome to another edition of For the Love of Beer podcast. I am Phil Seri, joined as always by Mr Choo Choo himself, Mark Hardy-Johnson. Good evening, hello. Extracurricular time, so I've got no hellos for you. Uh, true, I although... Just, hola, again. I, mm, not really sure. I'm not sure. We could look that up. Anyway, yeah, just a little um, say a bonus pod mini pod see how we go just with an extracurricular to get through um basically during uh, part of last year i was um trying to secure some extracurriculars in the hope that we would be able to sort of keep consistently making content which obviously fell on its ass um so uh this is a chance before it expires really to drink uh, to drink one of the beers that i got from the island of madeira which is just off portugal i believe it is Indeed, yeah. So this is a beer called Coral, or Corral, Salatha, um, brewed since 1872. It's an old one. We're drinking from a 330ml bottle. Um, it's 5.1%. I'm hoping for a kind of super bock level. You're open, you've got high quality. hopes for this, then. You're a big fan of super bock, aren't you? Well, to be honest, there's not a Portuguese beer I've had so far. That I didn't really like because I mean I really like Superbock. Superbock is one of my favourite like supermarket type beers, um, and Sagres I think is decent as well. I think it's yeah, a really Sagres solid was a good beer. Wasn't we did beer. that one for the pod, didn't we? Yeah. So I'm I'm hoping, and we're just going to crack straight in, hoping that this is going to hopefully deliver for us. Um, so yeah, Madeira, small island I believe off the coast of Portugal. It is indeed. I don't know much about it. Do you know much about it? Uh, no, but I do know of a famous resident. Well, famous son of. Um, oh, I think I know who this is. Um, football. Yeah. Ronaldo. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. I hate people that do that in like the grounds. Yeah, like grown men. But in other sports Being as well. A prick. Was it? And I think it was. I can't remember if it was Andy Murray or whatever it was. But it was. It was the tennis. No, no, he is going to say. I wouldn't imagine. No, he that. he was playing in the um, Australian Open, and he complained about. He didn't understand what was going on because he was hearing like a zoo, zoo coming from the crowd after he'd like score a point or whatever, and he didn't understand what it was. And when he realised what it was, he just said how it was really fucking annoying. <laughs> and that people that's, should that's stop. That's more what I'd expect to come from him, really. Yeah, but um, I didn't really hear of this until the back end of last year. So when we went to the, again. Going back to when we went to the darts, as we mentioned on the previous episode, they had, they've started having a zoo camp at the darts when the fucking grown men standing there giving it the full mm. action like a camera. Like dickheads. For people that don't know, I mean, I won't, I won't do um, uh, me doing me doing it for you on the, on the pod is pointless because you can't see me. But um, essentially what Cristiano Ronaldo does whenever he scores a goal is he kind of, he jumps up, he spins in the air, and he lands sort of with his legs out and his arms down to his sides, like reverse jazz hands. <laughs> and he goes, Zoo! Which is Sue or whatever, which I have no idea what it means. I assume it means yes, does it? Maybe. Well, I don't know. celebrating. Yeah, in Portuguese, I don't know. So interestingly, in Funchal, which is the capital of Madeira, mm. there is a statue of him doing that exact pose with quite, well, what I'd say is a bit of an erection. Oh, really? Yeah. Let's see. Um, obviously, there's the world-famous statue. We'll discuss that afterwards, yeah. With a weird face, but this one, I mean, it's got quite a pointy 
part of it itself, wasn't it? Do you think he's kind of yeah, he's got half a chub there, hasn't he? Do you think um, <laughs> do you think he's asked for that? He must have like surely. can you make my dick can you make my cock look big, please? Yeah, a statue. He's he's got to have done surely. Yeah. Well, he's no hiding he's, place on a statue, is it? He's the type, isn't he? But yeah, the other because we're gonna say there's like a bust of him, isn't there? Isn't is it? He's got a, is it a museum of himself? It's going. This. Oh, is it? Yeah. Because um, it looks like because that, I mean that's awful, isn't it? And it looks nothing like him. And it looks a bit like. Um, did you ever watch? Uh, oh, hang on, it's at Madeira Airport. The controversial bronze bus Cristiano Ronaldo yeah. Airport in Madeira. Yeah. Has been replaced. But he's got a, he's got a museum, hasn't he, as well? Fucking look at that. Have they? Oh, they've upgraded it. <laughs> oh, it's much better than the previous version. It was awful. It was a bit like. Um, <laughs> did you ever watch Art Attack? You used to have to yes, the it's head. Exactly like that, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's like the head on Art Attack. Though. That's you know. The CR7 Museum asked us to replace the bust in tribute to the athlete and we felt that we ought to change it, said the airport director. The Ronaldo Museum opened in 2013 and a year later unveiled a 3.4 metre statue, which also caused some mirth, owing to its figure hugging shorts. Mm. So there you go, he's directly had that statue done of himself. I mean, you have to be a bit of a twat. He's a massive twat. And had a, have a big cock put onto it as well. Yeah. I mean, he is just a cocky. I can't stand the guy. But where would you rank him? The whole like, obviously, the Messi Ronaldo debate is silly because Messi's better than Ronaldo, so that's not a debate. Yeah. But where would he sit for you in the pantheon of all-time greats? It's an interesting opinion? one. Because when he first broke through, I think it's been forgotten what a diving, cheating bastard he was when he first broke through at United. Mm. Um, I remember we went there in in about two thousand and five. That'd make a good little start to the show, wouldn't it? It the would have a nice little noise, yeah. I should have recorded it as a sample. Um, the cat's now about to eat it off the floor. Um, yeah, I remember going there in sort of 04, 05, 06 ish, something like that, and he was on his arse all the time. But that's what the modern game's become. So maybe he was the forerunner of being play, you know, playmate, play active, mm. and that sort of stuff, and he was leading in it. I mean, it existed before him, but he it was did, very but... much like a fancy dad, wasn't he? That he oh. did lots of tricks, but not a lot of end product. Yeah. Like, it was, it yeah. was how many step-overs could he do? He was um, full of that one, he Yeah. He's obviously developed into a different player, but... I think he rounded out as an athlete, really. That That's where he kind of made the... It was being able to run faster, jump higher, be that sort of physical specimen. That's how he's kind of made his... That's how he gained an edge, really. He's what Gareth Bale could have been. Yeah. Yeah. But he didn't fulfil it. He's a mismatch because he's 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 quicker, he's stronger, he's you know than 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 the full back wherever he came up against. Yeah. And that that would just be sometimes impossible to deal with at, in his prime, and then over over time he sort of became a bit of a not goal hanger, but you know just basically playing through the middle, just does goals but not a lot else. Yeah. Which you know. Nothing wrong with that, but doesn't make him the best of Different all time. player over time, hasn't he? Definitely. Yeah. On the subject of uh, of football, um, obviously you be, you you follow your beloved Norwich, um, you know, almost home and away at the moment. You get into a lot of games. I've been doing really well this season, yeah. Uh, but Norwich haven't been. But is the tide turning? Are Norwich going to stay up? I just want your quick thoughts on that. We've been doing so at the moment. We we are now twenty fourth of February. So we we've actually picked up recently. So last two games, um, Liverpool and 
Man City. We were never going to get anything out of either yeah. of them. And if we did, it was a fluke. But before then, we've had loads of players come back from injury. We've actually got quite a solid first team now. If any of them get injured, we'll be fucked because that's where the problems start. Because on Saturday at Anfield, um, Liverpool were bringing on players that change the game. Whereas if we bring players on to freshen it up, they make you worse. They make us worse, and that is where the problem lies. Mm. Um, because we just have got no depth whatsoever. Um, but having said that, in an Alan Sugar way, I think we've got a chance. But then Spurs won't have fucked it up last night by losing to Burnley. Mm. It's things like that. We and just Burnley also it. twatted Brighton as well, didn't they? And they've got yeah, like a million three games away around. from home. What the hell has gone on there? Newcastle won, I think, three on the bounce. Yeah, I they we've picked up, but then everyone else has picked up as well. But we are now though within touching distance, and that's the important thing. We were doing utter shit, getting hammered every week, and we were dreadful. But now we're fighting more. You've gone from no chance to a chance. We've got a chance. Brentford and Leeds might get brought back. They into can this. get sucked in. Everton are like very yo-yo like. Everton are in trouble. They are. They are like. They are. Win one, lose one, win one, lose one. Yeah. And to be honest, if they just continue to do that, they'll be all right, because that'll be enough to get them out. But but if they're still in it with the last sort of four or five games left to go, yeah, they're going to be in they're, shit, I think. They're, you know? they're not built for that. I think they'll get out of it, but yeah, I think what an right. interesting time for Everton. Yeah. What I'm glad glad on your part is, is that I kind of feel we were having the debate, weren't we, maybe a couple of months ago, that um, it, it, the debate of is it better to kind of just accept except you're going down and just it's kind of, you know, a bit of a miserable experience, but then you just look forward to being back in the championship where you can get used to winning every week. Yeah. And it's that that idea of are you fine with being a Euro club to basically have, to basically, you know, go up, do shit, go down, do well, enjoy that, enjoy going up and then obviously, you know, go shit again. But it feels now there's this kind of a bit of life has been breathed back in and it kind of feels like now... You're kind of invested in a relegation battle that it would be sad if you went down. It'd be great if you stayed up, but at least every game feels like there's stakes. Yeah. And it's not just like, oh, we're getting twatted by this week. Instead, it's like, you know, you pick up a point or you pick up a win and, you know, you've got some extreme, you've got, you've given you a reason to kind of believe and hope and and, and basically uh, to think about the table and to think about who your next opponent is and all this sort of stuff and not just the kind of the ritual of just going the game for the sake of it. Yeah, and that's what it was up to, like, around Christmas sort of time. I was just going games just out of habit. It was getting to that sort of stage again. Um, but the last three or four matches I've been to have actually been quite enjoyable. Like, like we've got been at Anfield, but, you know, we were always going to lose there. But we competed. Mm. And we went 1-0 up, you know. Yeah. It was the false hope that did it in the end. You know, spent an hour thinking... No, we might win here. And then the equaliser goes in and then a minute later the second goes in. Yeah, it's game over. We it? are inevitable. Yeah. Um What thoughts on the beer by the way? It's, it's really nice. Decent, isn't it? Isn't yeah. it? It's decent. It is pretty much what I'd what I wanted. Where's it from? What do you mean where's it from? Madeira. Beers of Europe? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Where did you purchase it? Was, it was. It was Beers of Europe. <laughs> it was this. I got this at the same time I got that um, beer from Corsica that we drank on yes. um, on the canal boat. On um, Canalysis. Canalysis. Yes. Um, it's a really good beer. Fantastic barbecue beer. 
This is a really good barbecue I'd beer. I'd say it's a perfect barbecue beer, in fact. Yeah. It's a good, and you know what as well, for a 5.1, it doesn't taste like a 5.1. It, it tastes like a, you know. Wow. It tastes like a 4.5, sort of 4, 6, 4, 7 type. That's dangerous. Yeah. I'm working at 3 o'clock it's in decent. the morning. Yeah. Por- Jesus. Portugal has great pedigree it for has, making it? decent lagers. 1969, Pearl of the Atlantic Ocean. This is a lager beer famous for its excellent, refined and refreshing taste. It's got a, it's got a few Monday selections there as well. Looking I'll at the tell label. you what I'd like to have this with a beach barbecue in Madeira. Oh, not just a barbecue here, a full on beach barbecue. Ooh. maybe even some fish on there. You know, something sort of nice. Get the barbecue on. Have a few of these. The women will have some salad with it. We won't bother. Just enjoy yourself. Got salad and a burger. I wouldn't take it or leave it. You know. I certainly wouldn't go to the effort of making any. No. You know, if it's, it's there, there. If it's there, yeah, yeah whatever. It's used for the burger. Yeah. Can't wait for barbecue season. I'm really excited. I've got a full coal on this this season. Have you? I have, yeah. I've got two options. Gas, coal. Both brand... Well, the gas one's failing you. Both massive. Great options. I was going to say, the gas one was the was the big piece, wasn't it? With yeah. all, the, the, all the bells and whistles. Yeah, it's in so the What garage. made you go for charcoal as well? Um, I got bought it as a present. Ah, um, yeah. I I thought that, but anyway. Um, so yeah, we've got both options this year. Yeah, looking what, forward to that. Maybe, maybe, it gets to the summer, we can man one each. Hey, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. We're a bit like, or you could be a bit like you know, like Rick Wakeman had like the two keyboards. You like the two barbecues, especially <laughs> tongs going either side. <laughs> yeah, I'd happily happily help you out. Yeah, that'd be a good shout that. We could have one as a vegan one for your sister-in-law. Oh, God. <laughs> Tell you what, Beyond Meat is really kicking up. There's a Beyond Meat um, McDonald's burger now. Uh, plant. I've not had it yet, but I will have it. Cause the... Have you seen the calorie content and all that sort of stuff? It's is fucking it... horrendous. I it's like it twice as bad as a normal one. I bet it is. And they're throwing the same stuff in it, like Big Mac sauce and stuff, I think, is yeah. chucked in there and all. So... That racks that racks up the, um, yeah. the calorie count, but yeah, I will give it a go because the the kind of the the normal their normal burgers taste kind of processed and a bit rubbery anyway. Yeah, the, 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 like the standard like Big Mac type patties they use, yeah, they're they're massively overrated anyway. So I agree. I think why not? Um, I'll tell you what I had a few weeks ago: ostrich burger. Good. Now when we have a barbecue, I will get some in. Yeah, fantastic. Morrison's mm. wasn't that expensive. I think Iceland do it as well. Do they? I think they do. Well, these Morrison's are full of flavour. Mm. Really, really low calorie as well. Um, next to no fat in it at all. Yeah. But it tastes really juicy. Like it tastes fatty, but it's not fantastic. I'll get some. Yeah. Holly was really annoyed about it because she didn't really want to try it. But when it came down to it, I think she was quite disappointed that she liked it. Mm. Um, it was well worth having. I'm pretty sure, pretty confident you're going to love it. I can see it being a quandary for animal lovers. Yeah. But um, I'm a carnivore. Yeah. I love animals, but I understand that I'm a carnivore. Yeah. And it's just... It's just the food chain, It's just it? the food chain. Yeah. I just I, That's what I tell myself, it's the food chain. There's, I mean, if if I, if I if I'm told it's going to taste good, I'll probably eat any animal. I'm pretty confident in telling you that you're going to like ostrich. Right. Is there any animal you wouldn't eat? 
And not from a point of, oh, it would be disgusting. If someone told you it was going to be delicious. I wouldn't eat dog. You know, not out but of... if they told you it was delicious. If it was, if it was, if I told you now that there'd be a, a burger made out of dog meat. Like grilled Dalmatian or something. Breed doesn't matter. Don't know what the breed is. It's just, it's a dog burger. <laughs> no, and I, it, if and I knew it was a dog and burger. And it's succulent, it's juicy, you know, it, it tastes great. Personally, and then, no. And then afterwards, I told you it was a dog. Would you be like, yeah! Or would you just be like, oh. Um, I mean, I'm not the sort to sort of vomit after it. <laughs> um, I'd never do one again. But the horse meat scandal, would you? Well, that's the thing. Yeah, but that's the thing. The horse meat thing, because I had a horse burger in France. I didn't know it was horse, and it made me ill. And I wasn't. I hated it. Um, so Did it made me ill because. But I didn't you know. It was, out, or was it? Just... I didn't know it was horse. And um, I don't know. It's just happened to make you ill. What they did over there. Yeah, and I was ill. I don't know if directly because of it or what, but I had a bit of a stomach. <laughs> you know. Anyway, how did it taste out of interest? Just kind of. It didn't taste as. Um, the flavour was off. That's the best way I describe it. Like the flavour's off. Like, like. It's, what did you think it was? Like it's not a normal. But well, beef. <laughs> but it's lacking. It was lacking some of the flavour of beef. And that was the thing. It was kind of. It was something missing. Where was this? Paris? Or? It was, yeah, it, it, it was uh, Planet Hollywood at Disneyland was Paris. It really? Oh, it was, really? Yeah. Which My wife's going there at the weekend. the weekend. Yeah. Interesting, I might yeah. advise her to give one a go. So, um, just staying on the subject of food, <laughs> I'll try and segue as best I can. But I asked for a snack earlier because I was getting a bit peckish. Yes. And you produced from your fridge Jaffa Cakes. There was a surprised look on your face. And there was a surprised look because I'm a I've never stored Jaffa cakes in the fridge. I've never thought to store Jaffa cakes in the fridge. But when I tried it, I actually think I prefer the Jaffa cake coming from the fridge. It's the chocolate, isn't it? Then I yeah. yeah. Then I then I just do from the cupboard. In fact, I'm gonna have another one now. Yeah. Now there is a sweet spot with it because if you leave them in there too long. They go stale. The the cake section goes stale. I could imagine. Well, and once, I can, it, once the packet's open. And I can, no, no, no. I mean, it'll last a good probably ten days. Um, right. But I can demonstrate because here's one I prepared earlier. Oh, okay. Um, now they have been. I don't even know if you want this stale. I don't even know if you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll give it that. Orange and cranberry Christmas flavoured. So okay. you know how old they are. So I'm eating the good one now. Yeah. Right, orange and crap. They're out of date as well. So if you, you know. No, I'll risk it. It's not going to make you pause through the is it? No, no, no. But this will demonstrate to you the difference. So, like I said, they'll probably last a good 10 days, two weeks oh, maybe. Oh, yeah. Before they start going stale. But that's. Yeah. It's like crumbly bread, isn't it? Yeah. Um, You're walking a bit of a tightrope with that. Yeah, but they were alright until we opened them last week. And then. In fact, no, probably about two or three weeks ago, and they've been in the fridge with the packet open. Yeah. Then they've gone stale, so... So... It's tricky. It is tricky. I thought of a little game I'm going to play with you. It's called To Fridge or Not To Fridge. Ooh. So I'm going to give you items of food or other things. Yes. And I want you to tell me to fridge or not to fridge. Okay. Okay, so obviously we know Jaffa Cakes, in your opinion, to fridge. Oh, yeah. Ketchup. 
Oh yeah, definitely fridge. To fridge. Yeah. I'm not a massive fan of ketchup though. I'm not. But... I prefer the meat taste. But I'm also not to fridge. Ooh. But barbecue sauce, I put in the fridge. Why the difference? I don't know. I rarely use ketchup. It just stays in the cupboard. And no one I used else to eat, complains. Like, you know, sort of when I was a teen, I used to be more into barbecue barbecue sauce, but now I just prefer, like, naked. A really good barbecue sauce can elevate something. And it's great for ribs. Bacon sandwich. What sauce do you have? Just segue in. I, I don't. I don't have any. I just butter butter the bread and that's it. So do I. And I'll chuck an egg in. That's exactly Get the way I prefer the bacon taste. I don't want it ruined. Yes. By cheap shit ketchup. Or... And, I, and I, you know, brown sauce. Brown sauce is kind of a hipster, you know, well, I say hipster choice, popular yeah. choice, isn't it? Brown sauce with a bacon sandwich. But yeah. uh, if I want moisture, I'll um, I'll chuck an egg in, and I'll the uh, runny oak will, will will give me the moisture. There you go. Uh, okay, so um, butter. Uh, we only have Marge. Still counts. Um, yeah, in the fridge, definitely. I don't. Not Do to fridge. Not? Nope. Just leave it out. Well. The only thing where it gets risky is in the summer, where <laughs> if you leave it out in really hot in really hot weather, you kind of um, you kind of get. Um, I think you've got that liquid. Pulls, yeah, liquidy <laughs> sort of pools of moisture yeah. in the tub, where it gets a bit um, a bit literally hairy. Um, Interesting. So uh, so. Occasionally, what it will happen is, is that if I think there's a risk of that, it'll go in the fridge, and then for a day or two, and then when it's safe again to come out, it comes back out. Right. So generally, unless it's a heat wave, butter's out all year round. Whether it's spread, we always have a tub of clover. Always have it on the on the on the side. We have a tub of clover, and I have a a, a block of butter in a butter dish, because I use that for like baking stuff, or sometimes yeah. if I'm feeling posh, I'll put it on the toast. Um, because butter doesn't spread if it's in the fridge it's got to be it's rock hard yeah, exactly that, that is the problem so that has to be out um, but yeah no we do the same we don't we don't fridge we don't fridge the well uh, yeah. right well 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 okay so to fridge or not to fridge eggs um, ours are in the fridge um, but I don't eat them so it bears no relevance to me whatsoever but I believe you should not put them in the fridge again not to fridge don't um, fridge your eggs. Because when you get them from the supermarket, they're not fridged. No. So... They don't need fridging. They, they, they do say that they'll last a bit longer than the best before date in the fridge. But to be honest, even if they're not in the fridge, you can normally get another week out of a, out of a box of eggs off the sell-by date. But why do you get the little egg tray in your fridge if it's not meant to be used? I don't know. I it's not so much that it's not meant to be used. It's, people, it's, it's just one of those that's like, you know, there's no real reason for you to use it. But a lot of people just like to have them in there because mm. the idea of it's if it's in the fridge, it's fresh. But, well, know. I keep cream eggs in it anyway, so. Okay. Yeah. Well, that brings me to my next one: to fridge or not to fridge, chocolate. Yeah, it's got to be fridged. All as, chocolate, as per Jaff cakes. All chocolate. Yep, yeah, it goes in the fridge. I think some. I, I, if it's a bar of like a solid bar, like a bar of dairy milk, bar of Galaxy, Kit Kat from the fridge, immense. All way better out of the fridge. A Terry's chocolate orange out of the fridge. Yeah. Immense. I mean, all of the above are in that fridge right next to you. Yeah. Um, but some of the stuff, like a double-decker, a picnic, 
um, sort of ones with with nougat in them or like a caramel, like a Snickers. No fridge. I don't not eat not any of fridge. them three, so okay. I'll take your word for that. Not to fridge. <laughs> uh, okay, to fridge or not to fridge? Apples. Um. Personally, I prefer them out. Of, I prefer them in the fridge, mm. but the missus has them out of the fridge because you have a fruit bowl, so you feel like you we have, have to got use a fruit it. bowl. Yeah, um, but I only like one variety of apple, and it has to stay in the fridge. Oh, can I guess? Go on. Is your favourite apple Brayburn? No. Is it Granny Smith? No. I've got. Um... Okay, one or more guess. Pink Lady. Yes. Hey, got it in three. Um, no apples, oranges, all that type of fruit. Any fruit, unless it's a banana, goes in the fridge. In my house. Yeah, I mean, I only really eat apples and bananas to be honest. And you have an issue with my bananas anyway, don't you? Your bananas, because where where we're sat, we're sat in the uh, Hardy Johnson Skypod, um, newly installed, <laughs> and uh, I've got your fruit bowl with a yeah. sort of a slightly depressed looking satsuma. I don't know how old that is. Um, Dread to think. Ooh, yeah, that's that's mature. Again, I don't eat them, so it's probably been there since Christmas. And your your bananas are um, hanging uh, hanging loose, hanging off of like a banana tree type thing. Yeah. So the idea is they last longer. Because they're not getting contacts, they're not bruising. But tell you what, these skins, mate, they've gone well beyond. I think they were bought... That one's totally black. It is. Eight days ago, I think. Really? Yeah, they've done well. I've just Mm. not eaten them. God, again, eight days, I'd want... See, this one at the back here... Sorry, this is terrible, terrible podcasting because you can't see these bananas. This one at the back here, I'd eat that. Yeah, that's all right. There's not too much brown on that, is it? Those other three have gone too far. Mm. They'd be they'd be in the bit of the food waste or whatever. They they all need for me. They need all eating tomorrow, so I, I might just have a day on the bananas. Mm. Don't eat too many. It's bad for you. Shit myself a bit tomorrow night. Well, apparently they say that. I mean, obviously, too much of a good thing can can kill you or whatever. But apparently, with bananas, because they're so high in potassium or something like that, you can basically overload, and you, there's only a certain amount you should really be. Can you really? There's, a, there's an amount you could eat that would really do yourself could do yourself damage. Well, I'll give it a go tomorrow and get back to you. So I, I mean, I think those four. If you ate four bananas, I think you're fine. Am I going to be all right with that? Yeah. I think you'd be okay. Um, but well, I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll you leave hit... anyway tomorrow, and then I'll get back to you with a review of how yeah. I felt after it. Get seven and beyond. I don't know. That could be risky territory. I don't. I don't know enough about it. I've just I'll been told. Some, I'll do some googling. It's dangerous. That's that's all I know. I shall do some googling. Uh, okay, and that concludes the game of to fridge or not to fridge. And I had a couple. Thanks, but, oh yeah, sure. Crisps. <laughs> no, not to fridge. My uncle keeps them in the fridge. Why? You tell me. Is that just because he's not got cupboard space? Or he doesn't have a crisp cupboard? Uh, this was years ago when he was in the army. So he'd go away, um, you know, like to Germany or whatever. Mm. So the cupboard's like, because he's in the army, so everything's like pristine and, you know, there's nothing anywhere. Yeah. But he just left him in the fridge. Why would you do that? He also keeps bread. Oh, I've ruined it now. Bread in the fridge. Yeah, not to fridge. Why would you keep bread in the fridge? Again, that's what you have a bread bin. Squash. What did you do with that? <laughs> not to fridge. I don't see the point. Yeah, what's the point? Because you're you're adding you can add chilled water to it. Exactly. Or cold water from a tap. Yeah. 
Well, shove some ice do. in it. People do. Well, that's just stupid. That's a I waste agree. of fridge space. I totally agree. Um, that concludes my side of the game. Yeah. I'll tell you what, some of those, a couple of those last couple were mind-blowing. I know, that, this is what people do. Like. This is what you're up against. Yeah. If you've got any weird uh, fridge habits, uh, get yeah. in touch with us at, yeah, at FTLOBpod yeah. on, uh, on Twitter. Please do. A um, couple of big things, not quite as big as, as what should be in your fridge or not, that are going on in the world at the moment. Um, How do you fancy a World War Three? Not really, to be honest. I can't be bothered, if I'm honest with you. I'm quite concerned about A, dying, or B, getting called up. I don't think they, I don't think we'll have conscription Do nowadays. Know? Yeah. I hope not. I think you'd be all right. I've got a sunflower lanyard, so I think I might get away with it. Plus, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You just basically, as long as you're wearing a sunflower <laughs> lanyard, you won't get called up to yeah. uh, to fight the Russians. I've got it in the car boot. Do you know what? I bought that last October when Bozza announced that we were bringing back, you know, this and another face masks and rah, rah, rah. I bought it on the way back from watching Norwich v Wolves. Um, and it's been in my boot ever since and I've never worn a mask since. No one's ever asked for it. No one cares. It is what it is. What, you've left the lanyard in the boot? Yeah, I've never needed it. I bought it with the intention of using it, but I've never needed it. No one's bothered. I'll be honest, I'm kind of glad you haven't because I kind of would have judged you for it. I would have judged you for using it. Like, I get people that don't want to wear masks. I'm now at the point where, I, unless someone wants me to wear a mask and explicitly asks me to do so, I won't do it. Cause if just... someone asked me to and gave me the reason why, and if it was reasonable in that they or someone was ill or whatever, yeah. then yeah, I'd do it. I don't really give much of a toss about who does and who doesn't. I don't, the one thing I can't stand is, you know, is the kind of, the, the, the almost the tribalism on it of the, like people that wear them and people that don't and feel yeah. like you have to be either side of a yeah. some sort of battle or debate. And it's not really. It's just simple. It's a matter of choice. And, you know, we have that choice and people exercise it either way. However, trying to get out of wearing a mask by, if you don't want to wear a mask, just don't wear a mask. So that's, but don't wear so a lanyard. That's what I ended up but don't, to yeah, do. but don't wear like don't get yourself a lanyard or a badge under false pretenses to avoid wearing it. Well, just anxiety, don't, haven't I? Just don't wear it and front it up. <laughs> so that, that's what I ended up doing. Well, that's, and I've you never know, been asked for took tips the right since. took the right approach. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I really, uh, I really wouldn't wouldn't fancy a World War Three. Anyway, yeah, I'm exempt because I've got my lanyard, so. I mean, and, and for one thing, it's like, you know, Liverpool are uh, potentially in another title race. Yeah. And last time Liverpool were on the verge of winning the title, you know, we nearly all died from a, well, we nearly all got, you know. Well, we got locked down for... Locked down and all that, and we kind of thought, For well, no apparent reason, it turns What's going to happen? Yeah. Hell, nah, we didn't know. Now we know more, and blah, 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 live with it and all that. Um, so... Yeah, I feel like, you know, there has to be some sort of... Liverpool get a sniff of, uh, of of winning the league and there has to be some sort of apocalyptic event that yeah. has to be overcome. And uh, if it means, you know, sending Mo Salah out there to Kiev just to to get the job done and to, to defend the Western world, then so be it. Mm. Um, I really can't be asked. Well, we've got another beer hopefully coming in the next week or so. 
and I want to get that done first. You know, if, if we can get this beer that I'm going to get this weekend. Yeah. And you're not go, I, frankly, I, you're not going far enough, hopefully, to get yourself into any trouble. Not across to Russia anyway, or Ukraine. Um, but hopefully... Do you think B&M are going to be pulling all their bottles of Baltica out off the shelves? Probably. Mm. That's a good shout. Yeah. Because, so, you know, we've got to punish the Russians for what they're doing. So we but, we don't actually want, but we don't actually want to fire anything at them. Or actually, you know... So we have to find other ways to punish them. So obviously there's economic sanctions at the moment. There's, you know, your planes can't, f- you know, land here or whatever. It's owned by Carlsberg, isn't it, Baltica? So Carlsberg have got some big questions to be asking in the boardroom at the moment. Big questions. Mm. But also, what do they do about Eurovision? Are they going to kick them out of Eurovision? When is that? May. Time's ticking. The clock is ticking. And because this would normally be the time where countries started to formulate what their entries are going to be and, and all of that. So, you know, this kind of... Vlad's got bigger things on his mind at the moment. Yeah, he? but at the same time, from a diplomacy point of view, if I'm the uh, Eurovision Commission or whatever, I'd be I'd be straight in and kicking them out. Um, and I'd be making sure that whoever the Ukrainian entry is, is, um, is kept safe in a secure location. Um, mm. so that uh, it's they tricky. can compete. It's tricky. In our lifetime, we've not had anything this close to home, have we? So it's no, not really. It's a new experience. It is well, well apart from the IRA, quite obviously. You know. Yeah, well, that was a different, different type of, of yeah. I mean, this is like and we were born into that, so that was normal. At yeah, because this is potentially like a kind of like to because. We're doing this on the day that it kind of kicked off. Yeah. So by the time this episode comes out, depending on when I release it, um, things could have escalated, de-escalated and changed. It could be very different to what we're discussing now, so we probably won't get too much into what's actually going on. But I mean, this um, is potentially end-of-world shit, isn't it? Well, it's... I mean, I, I, I would say no, but it's still going to be one of those kind of... Potentially one of those where-were-you-type... A day that you remember, you know, mm. like the day that we first locked down, you know, 9-11, those big yeah. kind of generational moments where you're like... Today does feel big. Yeah, it feels big. It's I mean, it feels big moment, that we're back it? recording. And that's what I meant. You know, that's the big, <laughs> that's the main thing. Um, but yeah, looking ahead to the next sort of few months, is it, does, it potentially could get pretty murky in a bit. Yeah. A bit dicey. Fuel's going to get more expensive. I mean, you know, hot water, your boiler, that's going to be a, that's going to be a money pit. Yeah. Um, you Good know. job people are turning to air source heat pumps. I mean, he could just turn the tap off and that's like half of our, yeah. half of Europe's gas yep. gone. So there's all kinds of shenanigans and stuff. But another thing I'm thinking about as well is that we've got a few bank holidays on the horizon because of her madge. Hopefully. Hopefully. But even that... Again, by the time this pods out. Even that fills up in the air, because she could... Cast, I mean, she's had COVID. She's got it at the moment. She's got she? it at the moment. Mm. But what they're saying is very mild, and you know they're saying again today that she's not quite better yet, and she's cancelling a couple of bits yeah, of pieces. Yeah, she's cancelled an appointment, though. So, and there's a the whole thing now. She's not coming out much, and she's looking a bit doddery, and she's looking now proper frail, like... Don't know how long she's got. And if she doesn't make it to 
June or whatever it is, we're losing out on at least three bank holidays, aren't we? Something like that. Surely we'll still have them anyway. Because the Jubilee Day, there's like a Jubilee Day on like the Friday, but I think the Thursday's a bank holiday. They've shifted the May Day one, haven't they? Yeah, so we've got Thursday, I think a Thursday and a Friday, and then we've got the weekend. And then the Monday yeah. is then the bank holiday for the Queen's birthday or something like that. So it all kind of like... It's like an Extra absolute bonanza that could be taken away from us. Yeah. I'm working all but one of the days and I'm quite happy about that because it occurred to my wife the other day that people are going to be having encouraged to have street parties and all that bullshit and I can't be asked. And our next door neighbour, that's right up their street, they're going to be on the <laughs> fucking road and there's going to be bunting. I can picture it now. We've not done anything like this since we moved to this house. You know I can what? picture it, and it's like my worst yeah. nightmare. Well, so I might even offer to work. It can be cringe, but you know what? When we had uh, 2020, we had the anniversary of VE Day, didn't we? Oh, God. Yeah. But you say that, but we had nothing to do. So my street where we lived, we actually ended up doing a street party. And I was a bit like, Meh. but it was absolutely brilliant. Because we didn't really talk, you know, there weren't, you know, weren't really flags or anything. We literally just, we all sat out and we all just like, you know, because you used to live on that street. We all just put a few tables out, had some drinks, got served, some tunes, barbecue going. And we literally just, it was just an all day piss up. And we just, we all, we were just, the weather was lovely and we all got to know each other. All the neighbours got, to, oh, we all got to know each other as a street. And then it was, it was wonderful. I mean... Nothing really to do with VE Day whatsoever, but <laughs> but it was pissed. great. So yeah. I'd happily do it again. Yeah, I would happily do it again. Mm, yeah. Okay. So f- thoughts on the beer? Um, it's cracking, great barbecue beer. I I'm I'm of the mindset to say that this is this mm, would be a great beer this to is, have for the bank holiday celebrations. It's a great bank holiday beer. A yeah. great barbecue beer. I think the ambassador could be tempted. I think you'd think about it. Because Madeira is an island, but unlike Puerto Rico, it's kind of exotic, but without the kind of the pop feeling of poverty. Mm. It's kind of more of a, a bit like Corsica, where it's kind of a, a bit more upmarket. It's a very holiday more, island. Holiday though, island, or yeah. a bit of footsie. Um, so... Maybe the ambassador would even think of this and go, you know what, as a as a lager to to serve mm. to the dignitaries and whatever, along with the Frere Rocher. This would go great with the Frere Rocher. I think it'd be in the balance. I'm not so sure. Hmm? He could have it. It depends what else he's got on offer at the time. I think. For me, don't get me wrong. There are other there are other choices, but but I I, I don't think it would be out of place if he were to go for it. No. Um. I, I I think that's on a par with um, with Superbock in my opinion. Which yes, for me is a really good. strong. Portugal has got strong lagers. Eight out of ten. Yeah. Beer. Solid lagers. From yeah. Portugal, and yeah. I think Sagres isn't far off either. They're just they're just really solid across the board. Yeah, I, agree. I, I quite like to go to Portugal now. Just off the back of I know that wh- wherever I was. I've never been. Me either. Um, wh- wherever I go, I'm always going to get a good bevy. Yeah. I and agree. I think that's pretty much all I have to say. I agree. Solid beer. Give it a go. Yeah. Um, uh, it's on beer, If it's still in stock, have a look for it on Beers of Europe. It's called Coral um, from Madeira. Really great everyday lager. 
Really good. Cracking. Can't knock it. Right, Mark, where are people going to find us on the socials? At FTLOB Pod, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, preferably Twitter, because we don't really bother with the other two. Um, yeah, give us a shout. Yep. Find any beers that we need, let us know, get in touch. Yeah. Thanks again for listening. Um, we'll be back next time. Um, could be extracurricular, could be bucket list. Oh, yes. We will see. In the meantime, take care, be safe. All I want to do is drink beer for breakfast. <laughs>